everyone, this is Jonah Ray, and you're listening to Chronicles of the Lost Realm. In a world ravaged by monsters, controlled by tyrants, and plunged into darkness, Many brave heroes will emerge from the unlikeliest of sources, but will they be in time to protect this realm, the Lost Realm? Follow me, and I shall tell you their tales. Welcome back, adventurers, to Chronicles of the Lost Realm. The crew find themselves hopelessly lost in the maze, backtracking paths they have taken before, only to find other horrors riding around every corner, and finding that this may be the place of their tomb. Alright, welcome. Chronicles of the Lost Realm. Are you ready for story time with Drunkle Anvil? When last we left our adventurers, they had just cleared a room with uh, a treasure chest, a booby-trapped treasure chest. And Muggsy is now obs in inspecting the the uh, dagger as Xavier uh, Xavier picks up the the mace next to a pile of bones, and uh, Faron is arm-rustling a bear for a, a bag full of, of gold. I'm not taking that bait. Don't give it to me. <laughs> so I'm seeing what I, what I like best, either the uh, mace with the Warhammer or the mace with the Morningstar. It's going to be the Warhammer. But... <laughs> so the mace that you picked up is uh, abnormally large. Like for most for most people, it would easily be a two-handed weapon. Uh, it's about four foot long and has an end on it that's just a monstrosity. It's like a bowling ball full of. It was. It's like a bowling ball with metal construction cones on it. Like it's just this gnarly, unholy, just. It looks like it will fuck up your day. Um, I turn around to A1 and I'm like, hey, bro. And I give him my morning star and I'm like, put this in your bag of collection. Whatever you say, mate. It, it It's all going to have a purpose once we get back to town, so I will hold on to this for you. I cast detect spells and or detect poison and disease on the purple shiny dagger. All right, um, give me a refresher. How in-depth does the Detect Poison go? Uh, give me two seconds to pull that one up. Uh, for the duration, you can sense the presence and location of poisons, poisonous creatures, and diseases within 30 feet. Identify the kind of poison, poisonous creature, or disease in each. Spell can penetrate most barriers, is blocked by one foot of stone, one inch of metal, one thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood and dirt. So if the right. dagger has been coated in poison, I can tell. And uh, can and tell more, what more it is. More importantly, you can tell what kind of poison. Uh, yeah. So 
The dagger is coated with a poison of of sick of illness. Um, it's a poison that will cause uncontrollable vomiting and sort of a debilitating cramps through the entire body. Hey, I've got a bottle of that. Whoever's holding the dagger, that that's what it does, but I'm leaving it up to you to remember. Ferran again uncorks the bottle and, and drinks and says, yeah, I've got one of those that does that if I do use too much of it, too. <laughs> so does anybody want this, or can I keep it? Nah, you could take that. I don't want it. Keep it. I, I can't then. use any weapons. So I don't what like does that either. poison do again? Uh, uncontrollable vomiting and debilitating cramps. You ever heard of uh, Montezuma's Revenge? <laughs> Can I see it for a second? Sure. Hang on. I'm, fl I'm flipping a coin. I don't well, like oh you God. Going. What, what? What? Hang on, hang on. Uh-huh. Hello? Is anybody still there? We're all here. Yeah, I'm still yeah. Hang I, on. I thought you said hold on. He said, hold Beautiful. on, and then it went silent, and I thought I, uh, I, okay. thought I messed up. <laughs> uh, no. 22 on a dexterity check. Akla tries to catch the coin in midair before it lands. Oh, that gets the maze put right up against your neck, bub. Um, don't touch the coin. <laughs> <laughs> I give the knife back to him. I was going to be like, I just wanted to see what the poison would do. I was gonna, I was gonna cut somebody, but <laughs> that's all. I was just gonna attack one of my enemies. <laughs> While all that's happening, I move over to the abnormally large shield, wave over Xavier, and ask for him to, him and Muggsy to help me get it into the bag. You know, you you sure are collecting a lot of large weapons. Just Let's just slide the bag over the shield, man. Let's make it easy. Yeah. I'm sorry, You're say again? You're lucky that this is an infinite bag of holding because other oh. bags of holding do get heavier as you add stuff. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just... quite aware of that, thanks. So Xavier said, uh, why don't we just put the bag over the shield to make this easier? <laughs> that yeah, works, I just too. Slide the bag up. Yeah, and just... Wait, does the bag have a limit on how wide you can stretch the neck? Nope. Considering how large that thing that we delivered to the storm giant way back when, I sure as hell hope not. Fair. It, it's kind of like it's kind of like that uh, the girdle material that that material that they make girdles out of. It just sort of like stretches on forever and just sort of like swoop swallows it all. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Muggsy, I think you asked me a question. What was that? I was... You sure are collecting a lot of large weapons. Do you have plans for them, or are you just going to sell them? Well, it depends on the weapon. I Mostly I'm thinking I'm going to give it to a smithy, have him melt it down into some more manageable weapons, and do some magic and canting to power these puppies up later. See, he's actually got a long-term investment plan for us. Hey, Amber. Keep that up. in mind. 
Well, and because Io said that apparently I'm not getting any of the gold later on because I keep taking these, I better grab as many of them as I can. Ladies and gentlemen, Aqua, our merchant. Aqua gets, Aqua gets stars in his eyes and really excitedly runs up to Eowyn and says, You can enchant weapons? Well, oh, fuck. Down, so, buddy. Down. So here's the deal. If you sell off the weapons and split the profits between the party, I will happily split the party gold with you. But if you're solely the beneficiary of all of these things that you're collecting, that's your portion of the loot. Ferran's starting to get annoyed at this whole entire debate between everybody's like, well, first off, we have a lot of things to do. Second off, if I'm understanding Eowyn correctly, Eowyn, your intentions is to better everybody within the, the... party, correct? You're not just melting down and building stuff for yourself, correct? What sort of use would I have with all those weapons? No, this is for everybody. Okay, so it sounds to me like you're collecting the gold to be shared to the party. He's collecting material to share with the party. I think everybody's sharing, so can we move on? (laughs) I would like to go I, I I missed that you guys. To the um, turns, mimic and mimic. I would like us to make that right turn that we skipped. All right, hang on. So you've come back down to the entry hallway. You went down. Yep. The not dead end hallway. You went to when you came down the stairs. It was the one on the right. All right. Then there was. One fork. Uh, almost immediately after you tur- after you went started down that hallway, and you guys went left. This is not the fork where you uh, exploded a minotaur's head. Yeah, that's that fork. Uh, and then so you did not go right there, and then there's one further up where you exploded a minotaur's head. You did not go yeah. right there either. Which one are you going for? Okay, so we... I, I want to go to the right for that one because to the left was the mimic in the room and we already took care of that. All right, so are you at the at the fork with the exploded minotaur or without the exploded minotaur? With the exploded The one minotaur. with the exploded minotaur. All right. Uh, so you go right. Yeah, I'm about to sneeze, I think. Uh. While we're headed back there, I'm having a conversation with Akla about the flipping the coin and him trying to grab it. And I'm like, uh, I just try to make it clear. All you, all you got to do is just ask me, and I'll flip the coin, and if the coin tells me not to use it anymore, then I'll put the coin up. No big deal. <laughs> oh, Lord. Can, can we all hear this? <laughs> the coin flip thing is kind of freaking me out a little bit. <laughs> can we all hear this yeah. conversation? It, it, Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm making sure it's loud enough for everybody to hear. I'm I'm having a full on conversation with him, not a whisper. Ferran turns sorry, to I, Xavier. Sorry, I messed with your point. I didn't we're, any we're in a somewhat constricted tunnel. Like yeah, I mean, conversations are going to carry unless we're being discreet. Yeah, everybody should hear me. Then Ferran turns to Xavier and says, "Could you flip to see if you can not use that coin or any coin uh, sure, for that matter?" Know. Heads, I use it. Tails, I don't. Heads, I keep using it. All right. 
<laughs> Why don't you flip to see if it should be best two or three? <laughs> All right, hold on. Akla, Akla does that exaggerated fall over uh, anime style shit <laughs> when something happens that they don't want. <laughs> All right, it's tails. I put the pocket. I, I put it in my pocket. All right. Ron almost seems satisfied. <laughs> All you had to do was ask, man. Okay, so now that we've reached the tunnel where to the left is the mimic room and to the right is a mystery, what's to the right? All right, so you travel down the right path uh, and you come to, you pretty quickly come to a fork in the road. Um, give me one second. It's just uh, forks all the way down. So there's a fork. Um, this one has three three pathways. It has one to the left, one down the middle, and one to the right. The one to the left, however, um, it looks like you can see down the tunnel, and all you see at the tunnel is sort of, it kind of looks like a dead end. But hang on one second. Give me a second, guys. All right, you know what? Because trying to send messages through the thing is taking too long. So, um... Xavier, um, you notice that the wall on the left tunnel sort of looks different from the rock surrounding it. Okay. Um, so it just I just got done putting the uh, coin in my pocket, right? So I, I go ahead and I start looking over towards that area where it looks different. And I kind of lag behind the rest of the group. I don't really get anybody's attention, but I'm paying, I'm, I'm looking at what's going on. All right, so everybody's sort of standing in the uh, fork now, and Xavier's walking over to inspect the uh, the wall at the end of the hallway on the left. And Xavier, go ahead and roll a perception check. Curiosity. Seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, so, as you're uh, sort of inspecting the wall, you notice they're sort of scraping on the ground, uh, and the wall almost looks like there's gaps on both sides of it. Does the wall move? Uh, as you push on it, it seems pretty sturdy. Hmm. All right. Hey, guys, come here. Check this out. Does anybody have detect traps? I don't. That's why I called everybody over. <laughs> I would dare guess our little friend here probably does. I mean, he carries lockpicks. I'm real good at detecting traps right about the point when they stab me. <laughs> I, I can detect magic to see if there's anything magical in place here, but I highly doubt so. Uh, everybody go ahead and actually give me a perception check. Um, let me know if you get an 18 or higher. Natural 18. So 25. 15. Not a All great right. uh, 8. <laughs> so 21 total. 19. So everyone who got 18 or higher uh, notices that the sconce in the middle of the wall sort of looks at looks different from the rest of the sconces. It where the rest of the sconces are tarnished and sort of 
old looking. That one looks newer than the rest. It's has it's uh, like the ironwork for it is clearly a newer work. Uh, it's more intricate, more well done, and it's sort of rubbed clean. Hey Aqua, grab that sconce for me. Why do I all was already pulling it right as Muggsy tells him to? I, I I have young Frankenstein running through my head. I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> so uh, candle back. back. So Akla uh, pulls on the sconce, and the and the whole wall sort of starts to shift out, out uh, outward, and uh, <clears throat> everyone within. Five feet of it. Um, so, Akla, like, honestly, all of you, um, go ahead and give a dex check. Anyone who gets below five, let me know. Nat one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm clear. I got a six. 20. 19. With, without bonus, I am at five, so. Sorry, 21. <laughs> with, well, with bonus, 22. All right, so... Muggsy... Streams down, guys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think. Dot, 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 dot. Muggsy, Muggsy, are you watching the stream? All right. Because I thought, I thought you was supposed to be the only one doing that. I no am. We, 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 we're already back up. Okay, cool. All right. So, uh... Everyone sort of steps back as the wall swings open, but uh, Muggsy sort of stumbles as he does so and gets pinned between the uh, the what is obviously a, a secret doorway and the uh, cave wall, and it sort of just sort of like pins him there. I start laughing hysterically. <laughs> like I said, I am Duff great. Is he? At... <laughs> uh, I am great not, at not detecting traps as he they can... hit me. He can sort of wiggle his way out of it, but uh, it's, it's sort of like pinning him up against the wall, so he's sort of like, got to try to shimmy his way out. <laughs> Put the candle back. <laughs> I shimmy my way out. So what All do right. we see inside of this new space? So uh, the, the door sort of opened up, and do you see the tunnel... Uh, that looked that looked to be a dead end on the other side, uh, past the doorway. So, it, you you it sort of opens up to a tunnel, and there's a dead end on your right, and to your left is the the split in the road that led you to the mimic room. Hey, I stepped back. Whoever's leading this, you figure it out. We're trying to figure out the map real quick. Hang on. <laughs> well, I, I'm back here with... Me. Yeah. I'm still laughing at Muggsy. And, and like... As he squirms so, his way out yeah. from behind the door. So with that cool ball, you just got swept off your feet by a fucking wall. <laughs> Me, Awen. Mugsy, you told me to grab it. Me, me. Okay, I'm gonna. Sorry. I'm gonna come back out and I'm gonna head for the center split from the the triple fork where we had just been. 
Excellent. All right. You, you might uh, want to warn like... the rest of us because uh, me, Aowen, uh, uh, and Xavier are passing a bottle around laughing at at uh, Muggsy. Like, and what have we learned? Way out of the door. <laughs> yeah. What have we learned? So we have no idea you're leaving. <laughs> Never ask Ocklet to do nothing. I will go ahead and announce my intentions, look, or, look around, well, nothing here, and head back. I like how Ocklet's turning into the, the uh, shiny button character. <laughs> it makes my life so easy. <laughs> so, right. so we're backing up and we're going down the middle path now? I take it everybody's following her? That is yep. cool. Yeah. All right, so... Wherever Muggsy's going, I'm following. <laughs> I'm going wherever Ferran's going because he's got the booze. All right. Ferran's always the got idiots. the booze. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you go down the tunnel and you come to another fork. Uh, off to the right, you just see continuing tunnel, and off to the left, you see more continuing tunnel. So hey, uh, Somebody hey, else Zay pick this time. Hey, Xavier, why don't you use that coin? Now he's got a conundrum. He's got to flip a coin to decide to flip a coin. <laughs> I have to hang, hang on, man. I have to figure out if I should use the coin or not. So, heads, I use the coin. Tails, I don't. <laughs> Not using the coin right now, bro. Aqua just gives out a heavy sigh. Left. Hey, you know what? Everybody else has been picking and picking and picking. Awen, which way do you think we should go? I would ask Muggsy, but he'd probably get stuck. I say we go left. Lead Honestly, on. when you're going through a maze, your best bet is to put your left hand on the wall and just trace your left hand around and continue. You'll get to every section, and eventually we'll find your way out. Like I said, we're going left. All right. Uh, you go left. Huh? All right. Um, God bless. Where's my... All right. Uh, you go left. You follow this path. You follow the tunnel a distance down the uh, uh, down the hallway, and you come to another fork in the road. Uh, to your right, you see a long tunnelway, and to your left, a minotaur is charging towards you. And everybody go ahead and roll initiative. We're going to start with uh, Akla. 19. Uh, 19. Awen. 11. Xavier. 21. Uh, Ferran. 16. Muggsy. 7. Io. 18. Melwood. 21 again. <laughs> Loving them 16s plus 5 today. <laughs> right? All right. Um, Xavier and Melwood, go ahead and roll a d6 for me. 
Four. I got it. I got it too. All right. So Melwood is. We're gonna call that twenty-two. All right. Um. So the Minotaur sort of charges in, and uh, I guess Melwood's up first. Uh, I'm gonna yes. put him in the middle of a vitriolic sphere. All right, you're gonna have to tell me what that does. What's the area effect on that? Uh, Twenty, but I'll sculpt it so that it doesn't get any of us. All right, what does that do? Ten d four, so that's why it's taking a minute. Uh, Twenty four acid damage. 24 acid damage. And at the end of his turn, he'll take an additional 5d4. Who? Woof. Duh. For how long? Just for one round. Okay. Um, you did how, many, how much acid damage? 24. 24. Uh, all right. Up next, we have Xavier. Okay, so I have my new handy-dandy uh, mace in my hand, which is not a glean, and that's very distracting to me at the moment. He rolls so a disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really conflicted about not having a glean weapon right now. I'm skipping. You're skipping? All right. Um, yep. Up next, the monster. So. He'll take 10 points. Right. Um, all right. So he sort of charges in, uh, axe raised, and uh, charges in antlers first, and his axe sort of raised up o over the top of his head as he sort of leans forward. Uh, Gores Melwood. Right on the left shoulder for uh, 2d8. He gets through my 20 armor class? Um, Plus I'm taking up the rear. Oh, well, I just, all right, who's in front? <laughs> it's the longest weapon ever. <laughs> that was one hell of a horn. <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed you were up front because you already hit him with a spell, but... I realized, yeah. yeah, it's spell, so... Yeah, as long as I can see him, I can hit him. <laughs> um, who is in front at the moment? I'm assuming I am. I'm probably near the front, since I'm the one that said, hey, we're going to loop down this other path. All right, so... Uh, <coughs> Xavier, who's, who's sort of staring at his, his mace at the moment... Um, is sort of blindsided by this charging minotaur. Uh, he sort of gores him in the side, deals... Uh, Don't get carried away. 16 damage. He, he rolled the highest he could roll, I'm sorry. Good He's roll. Sort of like... no. So, uh, did he catch me in the side, or what? Yeah, Yeah, he right. caught you like like in the ribs and just sort of like rips open your side. 
Ah, oh, fuck. All right, so now I'm bleeding, and now I'm really, really torn up about the fact that I'm bleeding all over my bleen armor. Right. <laughs> so now I'm really conflicted about what to do next. All right. Um, up next is Akla. 19 damage uh, from a magic missile, and the uh, random effect is a random item treasure is created on the target's person. All right, give me one Cool. Uh, all right. Writing this down so I don't forget. All right. Did this magic missile just go right by me? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 on the ground or as close to it as I can be while I'm holding my man. <laughs> so the magic missile just sort of like flies right past your face and uh, smacks the minotaur square on the top of the head and sort of stuns him for a second. Um, and his and his left pocket just sort of out of nowhere bulges. All right. Up next is uh, um, Ferran. Well, knowing that my man is conflicted and hurting now, I uh, have switched dice from uh, from my uh, bloody red and white and my uh, gold white gold and white. I am now using a red and black, and yes, I do have a green and black, otherwise known as Bleen dice. So. Let's see if Bleen will work for uh, Frost. <laughs> uh, let's see here. It's a 19 and a 12. So 19 and 12. 19's on the, 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 the Frost Blade. Uh, how much damage? That's that's the hit. I didn't roll damage yet. I'm making sure. Okay. What I'm, did you say it was? Uh, 19 and 10. All right, so the 19 hits, the 10 does not. All right, so I'll roll damage for the 19. That is 14. 14 damage. 14. Uh, and as stated so before, I back away from the attack as soon as I'm done and into a position for not only my next strike, but to, to set up for anybody else who needs to use me as a, as a diving board. Springboard. Right. <laughs> Uh, so you sort of, you, you run in and you sort of strike at, uh, the Minotaur, uh, and one of your swords misses and the other one catches him square on the chest and sort of rips open a gash across his chest and, uh, it was 14, so, um, sorry, my math, um, he sort of rips open his chest, and you bounce back, and you stand sort of like squared right next to uh, Xavier to sort of like give him a little bit of cover, and you're sort of sitting there waiting in a sort of prone position. Um, and, and up next, and I kind of show I kind of show the uh, frost sword to uh, to Xavier. It's like, hey, dude, check it out, man. When it when it does its ice damage, it almost looks bleen, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Um, up next is Io, who should have gone before you, but too late now. Um, for Muggsy's uh, melee weapon bonus, 
do I have to already be doing a melee attack to get that, or can I... It only happens when I'm raging, which I have not done yet. Got it, okay. Um, in that case, I'm just going to turn into a giant elk. All right. I would just sort of like... Before you actually finalize your turn, I have not raged in any of these fights yet. Correct. Because it's been just one random monster. I don't really got to try that hard. Plus, you only have a certain amount of those, right? Something like that. It was something that you had mentioned... It was something you had mentioned previously, and I just wasn't sure how it worked, so I wanted to make sure I understood it before I calculated stuff for it. That makes sense. All right, so Io is just sort of like folds over at, at the middle and goes down onto all fours and just sort of like shakes herself out and shifts entirely into a giant elk. Um... And up next is Awen. Yes. Okay, Awen. I'm going to jump back a little bit to make sure I've got good range and cast Chill Touch against the Minotaur, and I rolled a 13 for that. Did that hit? Uh, yes. Okay, and then that's going to do 16 damage to him, and he cannot regenerate any health until my next turn. Excellent. Uh, which brings us to Muggsy. I'm just going to charge in and uh, Superman punch the ankle like I always have, and obviously this is a reckless attack. First hit is a 21. Second hit is a 6. Third hit is a 16. Um, that's with my short sword. First hit is a sneak attack. Does a 21 hit? I'm assuming it does. Yeah, any, anything over 12. So the first and third hits are, and so that's 16 damage for the first hit, 4 for the, set, for the third. Alright. Uh, so how much damage total is that? I'm sorry, 20. I'm brain. All right, so Muggsy comes in. He sort of swings at uh, the Minotaur's left ankle and uh, lands a solid hit, and it sort of opens up the ankle, and it's sort of bleeding all over the place now. And He comes in with the second hit and sort of slips on the blood a little bit and misses and uh, comes back around with the sword and sort of slices at the ankle and gores it up a little more, which brings us back to Melwood. Yeah, that was everybody. Yeah. I don't, I don't think Akla went. No, I did. No, I, I, went, yeah, did. I went first with Magic Missile. Okay, okay, then I stand corrected. Yeah, that's what put me on the floor. Because the missile flew okay, by my face. Melwood will hold his action. Alright, Melwood holds his action, which brings us to uh, Xavier. Uh, 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 so, I guess since I'm basically on my back and Muggsy has already jumped past us to do his attack, I'm coming back up with the mace, coming overhand with it if I have that attack on it. And I'm going to use Thunderous Smite uh, as well with that. All right. 
Um, what is your damage on that? He has to save versus his strength, or else I knock, uh, or else I knock him back ten feet with a successful hit as well. All right. Um, what is the save? Pretty sure. Versus I strength. That. Yeah. What does what his strength have to be? Okay. St- strength throw. Yeah, just a regular strength throw, no modifier. Yeah. Oh, his regular strength is eighteen. Oh, yeah, you're good. Okay, Okay, so it does plus 2d6. Hang on. This is just with the mace, and that does 2d6 also, right? Uh, Correct. Okay. So 4d6 total. Cool. And it's just the one attack, so we got a 12. 12? So... Xavier sort of just literally kicks himself up and um, as he comes as he stands right back up he just sort of brings the mace around and, and an arcing haymaker just sort of like catches the minotaur um, just sort of scratching his face on the way down and catches him square on the shoulder uh, at this point the minotaur is screaming and just angry and sort of swings his, his axe around um, and he goes ahead and hits Mugsy with the great axe as he sort of thrashes with his great axe. Um, he hits the short guy. <laughs> yeah, he's just sort of like swinging his, his axe around in it. In Are we downward. sure he didn't drop it? And it, was, it was more like a downward thrash in reality. And uh, on that, as it sort of like sweeps by his feet, it just sort of catches Mugsy in the side, so- like right in the back. And uh, does. What was it? 12. 2d12. Uh, there you are. Ooh. I'm sorry. It does 24 damage. There it is. 2d12 plus 4. So, it hits Muggsy in the back and just sort of like gores up his back. Um, which brings us to Akla. Akla casts Mage Armor on himself. Uh, so my AC is now 16. And uh, the random effect is I also get Mirror Image cast on myself. And Mirror Image does three illusory duplicates of myself appear in my space. Until the spell ends, the duplicates move with me and mimic my action, shifting position so it's impossible to track which image is real. And you can use your action to dismiss the illusory duplicates. Each time a creature targets you with an attack during the spell's duration, roll a d20 to determine whether the attack instead targets one of your duplicates. If you have three duplicates, you must roll a six or higher to change the attack's target to a duplicate. With two duplicates, you must roll an eight or higher. With one duplicate, you must roll an eleven or higher. A duplicate's All AC right. equals 10 plus your dexterity modifier, uh, which is 3, by the way. So 13. Their AC is 13. If an attack hits a duplicate, the duplicate is destroyed. A duplicate can be destroyed only by an attack that hits it. It ignores all other damage and effects. The spell ends when all three duplicates are destroyed. <laughs> Aqua cast evasion. It became harder to hit. <laughs> so Aqua cast a spell on himself and 
his body shimmers, and then just out of nowhere, it just sort of like split, it shakes and splits into three pieces. Uh, which brings us now to Io's turn. I shall protect my dark magician with magical hats! <laughs> Perone, that is fantastic, and I appreciate you. Okay, so am I at least 20 feet away from the Minotaur? Uh, you are pretty close to him. You're, okay. with, you're within close. 10 feet. I'm within 10 feet? Yes. Okay. All right, in that case, I need to re-roll some stuff really quick because I was assuming I was a little bit further away. Um, I have a uh, 25 to hit. I just have to re-roll my damage. And he only takes eight damage. He only takes eight damage. <laughs> yeah, I rolled real bad. It doesn't really matter. Um, so, <laughs> uh, you charge in. Uh, here you are. No, don't kill so him, don't kill charge him. charge in and you, uh, you... You said you charged him, right? Right no, I can't charge him because I was too close. All right, I have so to be you... a minimum of 20 feet away in order to charge. So, so I just do... rammed him. Oh, rammed. Excellent. So you sort of like charge in and you uh, yeah, like rack first. You just sort of like impale the minotaur right through the belly with your rack and just sort of like shove him up and sort of throw him around. Um, and he slams up against the wall and drops his axe on the ground and just sort of like slams the wall and bloodies the wall a little bit and just dies there. For the record, he only had exactly eight po hit points left. God so. damn it! Well then! <laughs> I had such a great attack coming. Dude, I understand. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I, I will explain. With, with, uh, with uh, uh, Xavier down on the ground, I was going to springboard off of him. I rolled a check and nat 20'd it and called shot both swords to both <laughs> eyes 18, 18, rolled the damage. It was max fucking damage. I was just waiting for my goddamn turn. <laughs> Man, I'm really disappointed. <laughs> you know what? That is way better than what I was going to do. I have no right to complain anymore. I am sorry. I wish you could have done that. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Guys, this is really so. <laughs> so, Awen looks over to the four aquas and goes, "What the fuck? There's there was one of you. Now there's four. I don't know. I was casting mage armor. <laughs> what is wrong with your magic?" For, I am asking Aqua. Farhan looks at Aqua and says, oh good, it wasn't just me. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was just casting Mage Armor. This has never happened before. Eowyn just shakes his head as he walks over to the Minotaur, noticing the larger bulge in his left pocket. Muggsy shoots two health potions. Um, 
I'm curious about loot in the pockets, too. So I'm going to come over and start poking. Oh, that's right. The rim. Can I roll perception on his pockets? Uh, sure. The only one that wants to make sure it's not his bulge in his pocket. <laughs> I would like to point out I am still an elk, so I'm literally nosing around his pockets. I don't have hands right now. Well, that's awesome. I I was so ready to make a joke before my first attack about that, but I decided against it. Since, since there's an elk, since there's an elk currently licking its balls, I'm going to give her her room uh, and not really fuck with his pockets because I'm staying back. I would just like to point out that she is a she is a huge creature, meaning she occupies a 15 by 15 foot square. It's she's she's an elk. She's not a cube, dude. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. What? What do we find? All right. So, as you as you sort of like loot his pockets, uh, you pull you open up the uh, pockets and you find this large statue um, in one of his pockets, and it's it's sort of like a a whitish statue that looks like an owl. Trying to find it. Hang on, give me a second. Uh, there you are. I'm oh, sorry, a greenish statue. It looks like an owl. Uh, it's about like the size of of an average, uh, the size of your forearm. You know, it's it's not too, it's not monstrous, but it's definitely not a small object either. Uh, and uh, uh, along with uh, the the uh, uh, Statue of the Owl. You also find a hundred and thirty gold and uh, more tattered clothes. Okay. Um, I rolled a twenty-one knowledge religion. Do I know anything additional about the statue? Um. So you look uh, as you have. Uh, inspect the statue, you realize that it's a, a serpentine owl, um, which is a pretty rare object, and you've never really seen one before, but you've heard of them. Um, it's a statuette that can become a giant owl for up to eight hours, uh, but once it's been used, it can't be used again for two days. I really want this, and I'm going to go ahead and grab this in my mouth and ignore the bag of gold that's go around, unless somebody wants me to just add it to the party loot. Add it to the party loot. We can, we can, we can disperse loot when we get back to the inn. Let's, let's just keep going. And actually, there's, there's, no elk, there's no way an elk is licking something the size of my forearm out of something's pocket. <laughs> Ferran's and already started. not notice it, so yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and dismiss my form. I'm back to my human form, and I will collect the statue and the bag of gold. How much was the gold again? Okay. Uh, 130. Ferran. So far, the party loot is up to one. Is up to 680. At this point, Ferran's getting extremely annoyed, and and comes up with a brilliant idea, and reaches into his bag of holding and pulls out uh something that. Most people hadn't noticed yet. Mel would well, would have noticed, but nobody else did. He pulls out almost like a carrier crate. Inside is a black space displacer beast. Young, but not a cub anymore. Darn! <laughs> oh. Darn! 
well-trained and behaved, and Ferran says, Fluffy. And Ferran turns around and it describes to Fluffy what we're here to look for and if he's got a scent for it. And if he can, lead us into the direction. So now we follow Fluffy. <laughs> we're following Fluffy towards the Lich King? That's it. Because I'm tired of this twist and turn stuff. <laughs> All right. So here's my question for you. What is it that Fluffy is running off of the scent of? Uh, the Lich King. The Lich King, I guess, or the sword that we're here for. Or the Does he end... have a scent of the Lich King or the end sword? Destination, can you say that with a... Uh... I mean, can he be that kind of specific? I didn't think we had anything of the Lich Kings with his scent on it. Just yeah, a thought. Yeah, but the Displacer guy could figure that shit out. Displacer Beast. What well, is the Displacer Beast's intelligence? Like, how, how well can you explain, hey, we need you to find the Lich King? Uh, to be honest with you, I've never gotten its stats, because the last time I even talked about Fluffy, he was still a cub. Give me one second, I'm looking it up. Uh, but, to be fair, you just sort of just broke my mind, because I was planning on having the Displacer Beast curled up with, with Perun uh, at, uh, at the tavern when you came back. <laughs> <laughs> Perun was going to be sitting by the fire, and the displacer beast was going to look like it was sort of like curled up, like three feet to the left, and you uh-huh. can see Perun just sort of like scratching the air. <laughs> well, this this one's an this one's an answer to some of our fans that wondered what happened to the animals that we that we uh, got. Fluffy's with me. Right. <laughs> while while our DM looks up those stats, Awin's going to walk over to the third great axe and pocket that. All right, so what did you tell them to look for? Well, they bring up a good point. We don't have anything for a scent for him to follow, but maybe he could follow a scent that would be like a throne room or, or, or something where, where uh, I don't know, like a feast could be or maybe he smells treasure. You know, something that he could identify to help lead us a little further in than going back and forth, back and forth like we've been doing. Right. So his intelligence is six. I've got no, your stats this... if somebody needs them still. I, I got it here too. Uh, okay. It's, Does he actually need the sense or can can he be told to look for a destination? Like we're... Um, you can tell it to look for vague things. It's an intelligence of six, so it's not exactly the, the, smartest, uh, the smartest cat on the block. <laughs> You'd be nice to Fluffy. There's not... There's nothing uh, wrong with it. Um, it's a displacer beast, though. Like it's, it's not exactly first in uh, uh, culture and you know monsters. It, all it knows is food, not food, um, and vague items. Like you could tell it, for instance, to look for doors. And well, can I can I tell I it to look for a uh, for a big chair? I figure uh, a lich king would be sitting on a throne you you could tell it to look for uh, a big chair big. Uh, but keep in mind this is sort of a, a monstrous beast like what's big to it might not be big to you or, or what's what's big to it or what's big to you might not be big to it 
Displacer beasts are medium sized. No, it's not. Uh, it's a large monstrosity, lawful evil. Not this one. It's chaotic good. I've trained it from a cub. Well, yeah, but um, it's a it's a large. He's still monstrous. Beast. He's monstrous. Yeah, I was just, I was I was arguing the alignment, not the size. Right. <laughs> he he's a good boy. I'm asking A1, can I get my morning star back, please? And you can yeah, have absolutely. it. Absolutely. So what exactly did you tell it to look for? So I know where to send it. Uh, well, again, trying to use simple logic here, I'm just going to say fancy chair. Fancy chair. All right. Um, so it sort of charges off down the tunnel that the uh, uh, that the Minotaur came from. And then it... Uh, as it passes you, uh, or it, it charges down there, and it's gone for a couple of minutes, and then you see uh, this blazer beast charging back, and sort of half in the wall. And, uh, you feel it brush past you as it sort of like passes by half in the wall, and uh, travels back down, past backward the way you came, and sort of charges off. And, uh, it's gone for a little bit, then uh, it sort of. While all this goes on, is there, is the party getting a rest? Because I know some people probably need a little bit of a, you know, recharging, if you will. Yeah, everybody just is go ahead and sit down up? next to this uh, rotting minotaur carcass and take a short rest. Is anyone <laughs> running low on uh, health potions? Because I still have all the ones I bought, and I haven't had to use any of them. I haven't gotten hit. I haven't used any magic with spell slots. I'm literally at peak efficiency right now. Same here. Did I haven't gotten hit once. Yeah, Mill would need to rest. Did we say that a short rest will refill our spell slots? Did we make that adjustment? Yes, we did. Okay, because I got a refill. So the Displacer Beast is sort of gone for a while. And... Uh, at this point, uh, it uh, it occurs to you that, you know, I don't know if the Displacer Beast can open doors. That's argumentative. Uh, I could have taught him that. <laughs> and uh, and it's, it's right about when that occurs to you that the Displacer Beast sort of like charges down the tunnel and it's sort of like spins in circles and you see the, the, the displacer beast sort of like coming in and out of the wall in a, in sort of like a looping pattern <laughs> and then it sort of like slowly pads off down the down the way and it uh, it takes you down a hallway and you come across a uh, uh, a minotaur carcass laying up against the wall that you guys do not recognize. It's a tunnel you have not been in. And, um... Hey guys, it's Chris from Realm of the Mist Entertainment. If you enjoyed this video, please hit that thumbs up button. Like, share, comment, subscribe. Check out all the other great podcasts that can be found on Realm of the Mist Entertainment's YouTube channel or our sister channel, Sounds Dicey Gaming, for all your tabletop needs. And if you prefer your podcasts in audio-only format, check out Realm of the Mist Entertainment on Anchor.fm, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. To our Patreon supporters, we thank you very, very much 
much. And if you're interested in being a Patreon supporter, please go over to patreon.com slash realm of the mist. And just a dollar a month gives you exclusive content and helps our channel out greatly. Guys, again, thank you very much for joining us, and we will see you on the next episode.